0: Welcome to the New Wave Entrepreneur, where we dive headfirst into Web 3.0, personal sovereignty, spirituality, and psychology. These conversations are unfiltered access to brilliant minds and actionable advice that will repair you for the rapidly changing world. So jump in. The water is warm and the tide is rising. Uh, my friends, welcome back to another episode of The New Wave Entrepreneur. I'm so happy to have you here. And uh, today's actually a special edition podcast. I'm recording this on a Saturday, and this is the second day that I am here in Los Angeles at NWP Fight Camp. That's right. Uh, last year, I kicked off a brand new program that's part of this New Wave movement that we've created. It's called the New Wave Protocol, and this program is for 15 individuals who want to take changing their lives and adapting to this new wave seriously, very seriously. And we're working together over six months to do multiple things, not only online together, but in person. This first event that we're doing here in LA is hosted by professional fighters in Los Angeles, some of my close friends at Uprise MMA. And we're doing a whole weekend fight camp on self-defense, on understanding hand-to-hand combat, stand-up. Ground and everything in between, plus the psychology of getting home safely, especially in a world where we're a little bit more unsure of things as they progress. Martial arts give you a psychological safety net, they give you confidence, they give you uh, a spiritual connection to your physical body, and it's a lot of fun. Plus, it's a great workout. Many people have never tried martial arts, even in their adult lives. They've never tried it, but they've been curious. And there's a little bit of maybe concern or fear or a little bit of uh, trepidation about starting this process if you're already, you know, in your adult life. But let me tell you i picked up jujitsu when i was in my uh, late 20s and it was something that absolutely changed the trajectory of my life and i thank god for it every day i can wake up and train this because it's not just about kicking someone's ass it's about being able to physically defend yourself knowing that you can do so and being able to share that knowledge with others and also just the ability to creatively express yourself i'm not going to go on and on about jujitsu on this small little piece of the podcast since we're just introing but i wanted to give you an idea of what we're doing over over here at nwp you'll probably see some of this stuff on my social i'll send some email stuff out as well we got some pretty sick team gear all that to say nwp the program opens up for its second round of applicants here in march i don't have a link for you to go to yet because guess what we're not open for enrollment yet but stay tuned for that because if this sounds like something that you'd be interested in then keep an eye out for that email and of course if you haven't joined my email list you can go to newwaveentrepreneur.com. okay that's it now let's get to the show All right, all right. Okay, so we're back today, and there's actually a a pretty important and relevant concept I wanted to discuss with you. It's personal branding. You see, last week I got a question in my DMs on Instagram about my thoughts on personal branding. And I've never considered myself an expert on branding, but I have built a career due in part to successfully building a personal brand. And I've also observed many people. Are more successful than myself, and I've taken notes on that. And there are definitely some gems that I want to share with you. Now, what is a personal brand, and why would you want to build one in 2022? That's a good question. Well, your personal brand is not necessarily how you see yourself, okay? It is the image or the perception that others have of you. And you create a brand by storytelling. If you think about all the brands that we love and follow and appreciate, they all have a story to them, even, even, uh, geez, I don't know. Um, The alcohol brands, the cigarette brands, think about Marlboro cigarettes, the cowboy, the story, the old West, the America. You know, these are stories that we create. And with personal brands, we're creating a story about ourselves. And the internet has made that easier than ever to tell stories. This is why personal branding is alive and well in 2022. Now, I don't think building a personal brand should be your actual business objective. It should be one of several vehicles that you're using to achieve your business objective. So let's think about that. A lot of times in internet world and in Instagram era, we look at a personal brand and say, oh, that's the moneymaker. Well, yes, the personal brand does can make money, but it always has to point to a business. It's not necessarily enough just to say, I have interesting ideas, pay me. That is the first step in a process of getting someone to enroll with your business. If you don't have a great business, uh, you don't have a model that's set up to bring people in. It doesn't matter how attractive your personal brand is. Uh, in fact, there are many people who have large followings, but don't have a business. Large followings that are, don't actually make any money because they don't have a business behind it. It's not enough to have a million people following you or watching you. You have to know what to do next. What's the next step? Business is a system that allows people to create value and extract resources for that value. So you have to at least have a system to do that. It can't just be pictures, videos, and cool quotes, okay? Personal brands can be worth hundreds of millions of dollars. You know, in a world where the rock is on his way to becoming a billionaire, I can only bow in a sense of humility to the power of personal branding. And for many millennials, your personal brand equates to your social status. It's the adult extension of playground exclusionism. So it's like, you know, all the cool kids over here, you know, I can tell you, Having gotten a blue check mark on Instagram and Twitter and all those social accounts in 2017, it definitely was a race to my social status. I mean, these were uh, indicators of status that weren't existent before social media and personal branding became a thing. Now, when we look at Web three, the new social status, personal branding icons, or um, I'm sorry, uh, indicators, are probably going to be NFTs. NFTs are essentially just verification on the blockchain. So. Whereas we have these blue check marks for Twitter and Instagram handles now, the verification in the future is probably going to be, do you authentically own a token or NFT it to a certain group? And that will be similar because if you think about it, verified accounts are all part of a select group. But I can remember the change in perception that people had of me when I got that verification. It's one thing to have a certain amount of followers, which is pretty much the most important thing when it comes to branding. But the the appearance of having a, a verified account an authoritative voice really makes people look at you differently. And I think this is because now, and I talked about this on the podcast with, uh, with Chase, uh, Chase Tucker, the idea that all of our relationships have a have a digital component to them now. It's not just enough to meet someone in person. And the relationship that you have with someone in person is one piece of your total relationship because there's also the relationship you have with that same person online on social, in your DMs, via email, who you're connected to online, what events you've done together and where you've been seen together. And that digital component of your relationship is also part of the brand that you've created, even though you probably don't think of it like that. And all of us have that digital component to our relationships that transcends just physically knowing a person. Because sometimes we don't even know the person physically. Sometimes we only know someone digitally. So we never actually had time to uh, or, or the uh, ability or the opportunity, maybe someone lives, you know, a, a thousand miles away, but we still are connected to their digital identity and so we have that digital relationship with them. And the personal ex- brand, especially nowadays, is the extension of the digital relationship with others at scale. It's the extension of the digital community uh, at scale, you know, sometimes it's a one-to-many relationship with the community where if you're an influencer or you have a brand People know who you are. Many people know who you are, but you don't know who everyone following you is. Other times, the personal branding uh, extends towards a community of people who are all sharing the same vision and we're all sharing in this idea of the brand. But for better or for worse, Naval Ravikant said uh, that social status and wealth are not the same thing. He said that status can be transformed into wealth with the right conditions. Or maybe I said that, but I do believe that. And status is something that is non-physical. You know, it's it's how people perceive you. It's how you. Perceive yourself in a lot of ways, but to transform that into wealth, you have to create a machine around that status that turns it into a business. And the reason I'm writing about personal branding today is because they can be powerful assets in your journey to preparing for the economic changes of the new wave. And although a personal brand doesn't make you invincible, it definitely is a potent weapon that can be used to create money from thin air in the digital economy. And this is a piece of the arsenal you should not overlook, if at all possible. Now, what is a great personal brand, and what can a great personal brand get you, okay? Well, the first thing is, a well-crafted personal brand can get you a platform. A strong personal brand can be used to build a platform that sends your message far and wide. In 2022, that could mean sharing your work via writing, podcasting, YouTube, TikTok, or any other type of content app, okay? A platform is not dependent on a specific type of medium or even on the internet. From Jesus Christ to Malcolm X, the personal brands that have captivated us most didn't need the internet to spread like wildfire, okay? The, the message is stored in the heart of like data on a drive and the recipients of your message create the network that serves as your platform so you really have to understand that people are are hearing you even if you don't always see them like your stuff they're watching you even if you don't hear them comment on your stuff and the connection that we make with people isn't necessarily through the platform like instagram or twitter it's through the heart and instagram and twitter are just the conduits for that it's a way of connecting people but it will give you that platform that platform is a powerful tool to be seen, to have your voice seen. And especially in 2022, when we're focusing a lot on the creator economy, you know, the, the idea of of creating assets that have no marginal cost of replication, like content, media, code, a personal brand can help to facilitate a business around those permissionless assets so that you can start a business that doesn't, or so that you can you can start making money without having to outlay a lot of cash. Now, a a great personal brand can bring you, of course, money in business. You can use your personal brand and your platform to build a legit business that sells products for yourself and others. You know, this is one of the reasons I love Nipsey Hussle. Nip was a genius and he understood that his persona as a rapper was a vehicle to drive revenue. His intention was never to get rich off rapping. It was always to use his music as marketing for his other business ventures. So I think that's very important to remember that it's not about the brand. It's about the value that the brand communicates and the business that brand can facilitate. A great personal brand can also give you connections and access, you know, and though it's not a rule, I found that the better your personal brand, the better access you have to decision makers. And that improves your access to all sorts of behind the scenes perks and backstage experiences and tickets, private events, crypto whitelist, you name it. Uh, when you are perceived to have a higher social status or you have a personal brand. And, and the thing is, too, when you meet someone in person. Oftentimes, the interaction and the connection to your personal brand will take place right there. They will look you up on Instagram right there in front of your face. I mean, look, I'm in LA right now, so maybe that happens more often here than other places, but certainly it does. Or after you leave, they'll say, who is that person? Let me learn more about them. Let me see their photos. You know, that is something that does happen and people will treat you differently when they see that you have a brand that's been built. And it's not just about followers. I think I said earlier in the podcast, it's about followers. Um, I think that is one of the primary metrics, obviously, but really it's about engagement Aesthetic and the way that you're creating your message, the narrative, the story. The number of followers isn't important as much as how many people are actually engaging with the things you're putting up. So, what it was, you know, I reviewed some things so far. So, what can it offer you? A platform, money and business, connections and access. Uh, Of course, uh, a personal brand can offer you image control. You know, the internet has created a digital component to all of our relationships, as I was saying, and it's kind of like a second layer to reality. And um, your brand is your opportunity to have a say in the judgments of others. Uh, because naturally, others are making judgments about you before they meet you or after they meet you. And you won't be able to control their thoughts with a personal brand, but it will give you a position to be able to create the story about yourself that you want to tell. And that's because a personal brand is static in a lot of ways. You know, through pictures or video, it only communicates a certain aspect of our lives, a certain part of our intelligence. We can't paint the whole picture. So by creating our personal brand, we show people what we want them to see doesn't mean that we're lying to them at all. It just means that we're showing them the side that we want them to see. I don't want you to see the my family bullshit or my, I mean, sometimes I'll tell you about it, but I don't want you to see my whole life. I don't want you to see my family stuff, my all my life stuff, all the hard stuff. I'll show that stuff to you, but I don't want you to have a camera on me 24-7. That's reality TV. And to a certain point, to a certain extent, reality TV is also personal branding as well. But even on reality TV, there's crafting going on. There's image control going on. Don't you think the Kardashians know what they're going to shoot before they shoot it? And so it has the appearance of reality, but it's actually like crafted narrative. And so, but you do have image control. Uh, my wife actually says a lot of times she doesn't like having too much content on the internet of herself because she can't then control what people's perceptions of her. And I think that's, uh, I think that's probably the best way. If you really don't want to have people judge you, then <laughs> butting yourself out on the internet is not the place for it to be. But my perspective is people are going to judge anyway. You might as well put up the things you want to show them and let the chips fall where they may. Let's talk about other things, you know. Another thing that's important for social media is that when you build, or not social media, but your personal brand is that your platform can be used to build momentum for a cause. You know, you can use it to push traffic to causes that you support. You can mobilize a large number of people around a specific problem. I mean, we're even seeing that at the, the, the trucker situation in Canada, which I'll do a separate episode on. The idea here is that these truckers are protesting what's going on with COVID. Uh, there's big rallies happening and there are basically... Fighting with the Canadian government over, you know, what they what they want to do and their rights, and uh, social media and crypto has teamed up to help these truckers get their voices heard and get some money into their pockets. And this is a whole different conversation we can have at a different time. But social media allows for creating momentum around those causes. You can raise money, you can bring media attention, you can even go political if you want, depending on where you live. You know, proceed at your own risk. But you don't have to be a megawatt celebrity to benefit from the power of your personal branding. And I think that's kind of what I'm trying to communicate here. Learning the fundamentals of branding can really only throw gasoline on a business with solid fundamentals. It's an amplifier, and I'd actually recommend that you read the 22 Immutable Laws of Marketing. This is the old book by Jack Trout and Al Ries. It's from the 70s or the 80s, and it's all about how to position yourself um, and how to um, how to create a narrative for your brand that stands out stands out amongst others. And even though it's an old book now, it is highly relevant. So I recommend you get it. You know, you can model your personal brand as close to or as far away from your real personality as you want. You know, if you look at Snoop Dogg, you can be damn sure that the man in the songs is similar to the same man that you meet in real life. You know, he's keeping it pretty 100, you know, but not everyone is the same. You know, you look at uh, your personal brand and you can even establish a new identity that's not like your everyday personality at all. You know, you have Stephanie Joanne Angelina Jermata. Do you know her? Well, (laughs) she'd probably never wear a suit made completely out of raw meat by herself personally, but that's exactly what she did as part of her personal brand identity, Lady Gaga. So personal brands can stretch all the way out there. And if you'd asked me 10 years ago whether or not personal branding would be an important part of my career success, I probably would have said, No, or I wouldn't have known what to say, now I can clearly see uh, where taking the time to learn this stuff has really benefited me. And your personal brand is, you know, it's a solid slab of marble that has to be carved down into the exact size and shape that you want. And I've identified three questions that you can use to start crafting a personal brand for yourself. Now, before I get into this, let me just tell you, there's two parts coming up to this. The first is I'm going to give you these three questions to start defining your personal brand. The second part you're going to have to catch on YouTube. One, because I don't have that much more time to record today as we're about to go to day two of fight camp for NWP. And also, just because I want to encourage you to go check out my YouTube, which is now just coming out from its slumber of never being used or hardly ever being used. And I really want you to go check that out. You can check out Daniel D. piazza TV. Uh, you can go to youtube.com forward slash Daniel D'Piazza TV. There's also links in my email. There's links in the show, uh, show notes for this podcast. Go check out my stuff on YouTube so you can catch the part two of personal branding. But let's talk about the three questions to defining your personal brand. The first is... Number one, your identity. Who are you? You know, not just your name, but what group or what community are you a part of? You know, and that could be a social group like like NWP. All of our all of our clients in NWP are all business professionals from different areas of uh, of, of the country and different areas of their industries, but they're all coming together for a social purpose. There's identity. You know, how do you identify? Um, are you LGBTQ? are you native american you know these are all different types of identities and you put yourself in your own box really uh, what what career are you a part of that's a part of that's a community you know what minority group or what what religious group what recreational group these are all just who you identify with because who you identify with determines how you craft your narrative and your and your messaging because that attracts the people that you want to talk to to work with to be around to build with so figure out your identity first i identify as a black man in america who loves business, who loves martial arts, who has a loving family, who has perspective on both sides of the uh, the racial equation, who has both sides on perspective of the money equation, who has perspective on both sides of the uh, spirituality, you know, uh, psychedelics versus non-psychedelics equation. I have good perspectives on both sides of the fence and I, I align my social group uh, with those who have the same as mine. Another thing you can talk about too is, you know, your position. This is the second question Question you should ask yourself. You know, what do you really care about? What do you love? What do you hate? What are you scared of? What are you excited about? And I'll even draw this attention to what do you hate? What do you hate in marketing and branding is more powerful than what do you love? Uh, love is a great emotion, but hate brings out an intensity that really drives you to action a lot of times. And it doesn't have to be hating the people. It could just be like, I hate the fact that... Canada's government is freezing the bank accounts of truckers. Why? Well, because that to me sounds like fascism or nationalism or communism, something where it's an overreach of control of the government, probably communism, honestly. And I think that shouldn't happen. And I think that it proves the case for crypto and it proves the case for DeFi. That's something I can talk about. I hate and people will get around me and say, yeah, we hate that too. And it's kind of like hating a bad thing to create a positive thing. Now, you never want to like, you know, turn that towards people because we see what happens when we hate people people. But it's okay to hate concepts, I think. It's okay to hate concepts that repress people. <laughs> and so hate is a is a powerful thing to, to, uh, to gather around if it's towards a positive end, although that sounds weird to say. But what you hate, what you love, what you're scared of, what you're excited about, those are emotional triggers that cause people to rally. If you watch the rallies online of different ta- concepts, most of them are about things people are mad about or uncomfortable about or scared about. And if you can tap into that, it's just as powerful as other emotions if not more in some cases but tap into what you care about because then you can find a position from there you can't just be ambivalent about your position in your industry you have to really take a strong stance otherwise you won't stand out and then the last piece of it is you know so it's identity position and platform how do you use your voice and this is just a physical place you know and where do you post your stuff where do you broadcast how often does it come out what format do you like to produce in these are ideas that give you, uh, or these are questions that give you a chance to reflect on how you want to put your stuff out there. So it's like, who are you? What do you care about? How do you use that voice, and where do you put it out? And these are the three position, or three questions, or three types of questions you can use to start developing your personal brand. I'd highly recommend you check out that 22 Immutable Laws of Marketing that I uh, recommended by Jack Trout and Al Ries. Another book you can check out is Tribes by Seth. These are really excellent books on just developing your ideas around creating a community. And that's really what it is, especially in Web3, guys. I said this before, I'll say it again. In Web2, it was about product first and then community. You think about Facebook. Facebook, although it was a great uh, initial social tool, was really about the product. And the community around that product came after people realized that they liked that product itself. The community aspect of Web3 Um, is more about building that group of people who really care about the, about the group first, about the community first, and the product comes after, which is why a lot of these Web3 products that you see haven't actually been launched yet, but the community is already creating wealth, which is nuts. Um, but it's, it's, it's definitely relevant to notice the distinction between that, those two movements. Now, I've taken the opportunity to look at how some of the true masters of branding do their best work. And I've distilled some of those lessons down today uh, so that we can all level up. And I've actually distilled five specific things you need to do to blow up your personal brand. And I've outlined those, but those will be on YouTube. So that video will release on YouTube sometime this week or next. I have it with the editor right now. And that means that you need to go check out my YouTube. So youtube.com forward slash Daniel D. Piazza TV. Subscribe to that YouTube channel or you can just go in my, the show notes uh, on this podcast and check out my YouTube channel there. But that's where the second piece of this, uh, really this discussion on personal branding will be held. And I'll give specific examples, uh, showing some pictures and videos and things that you can do today to develop your personal brand massively and use it as the conduit for business that it is. Not just the end-all, be-all, but actually the, the vehicle. So I hope that you enjoyed This initial episode on branding, this initial episode, this quick episode of the New Wave Entrepreneur as I host and facilitate this incredible fight camp in LA. Now, make sure you're tapped in with us. Make sure you're subscribed on whatever platform you're listening to this on. And if you haven't had a chance to check out the New Wave Entrepreneur website, go to newwaveentrepreneur.com. I just hit the mic right there. Go to newwaveentrepreneur.com. Okay. Check out everything we have to offer, including the new workshop that we're just starting up in March. Well, it's March 4th and 5th. It's the uh, Peak Performance Workshop for entrepreneurs and busy individuals who want to level up their life, stop making excuses, develop great habits, break bad ones, and move to the front of your field. Get focused, get clear, get productive. If you go to newwaveentrepreneur.com forward slash peak, you will see all the information for early bird tickets there. We're doing a $100 discounts for early bird tickets, plus you get a buddy pass. Uh, you can bring a friend or family member to come and learn with you. It's gonna be a lot of fun and certainly very impactful as you craft your life and business in 2022. So that's all I got for you today, my friends. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the podcast. Um, that's all we have for you. The water is warm, the tide is rising. So jump on in and let's surf this new wave. Daniel De Piazza out. Welcome to the new wave entrepreneur, where we dive head first into web 3.0, personal sovereignty, spirituality, and psychology. These conversations are unfiltered access to brilliant minds and actionable advice that will prepare you for the rapidly changing world. So jump in, the water is warm and the tide is rising.